Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And as you've already just noticed, there is no music or intro. Uh, That is because... I cannot get a break with this illness. So I am recording this podcast from bed into my phone, into a different app. And uh, I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible and um, just get the audio out to you guys this week. So, yes, I cannot believe I was getting better. I had a virus three weeks ago, got better after a couple weeks and then on Saturday uh, was just feeling very lousy and um, again hard to breathe and and all this stuff so I just had a telephone doctor appointment today and um, it was determined that I now have bronchitis so the doctor said that um it's it's I got sick twice with two different things. So the first one was uh, the virus. I got better. And then I got bronchitis. So here I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So basically, this whole month and a couple month and a half of our mandated stay at home by the end of April, I will have been sick pretty much the entire time. What can you do? You know, there's a lot there's a, there's a lot more people that are worse off than me, so I can't really complain because I can rest and try to recuperate in my own bed. So, um <clears throat> yeah, I've I've next episode um in a couple weeks we'll have a guest. I just uh I just couldn't get up to my office to to edit that um last weekend or this week for that matter. So hopefully you guys don't mind another episode with just me. Um I've got some uh new products uh to talk about and some creative things um as well as more things to watch since I've been watching stuff on TV. Um, so let's get started. Um, oh, and if you are a new listener, I apologize. This is totally atypical of a normal podcast. I usually have a nice little opening music and an ending music, but um, still, I think you guys are going to enjoy uh, the podcast today. So, there is a new Juki sewing machine out, just released. It's called the 3000 QVP. I saw this on a YouTube video done by Rob Appel. And Rob Appel, I think uh, most of you know who he is. He's pretty widely known in the quilting industry. And he um, used to do videos for Missouri Star, um, man sewing. And now he um, does videos uh, for, uh, he works uh, with Michael Miller Fabrics. So that's what this video was. Um, He pretty much unboxed this machine put it together, and then uh, tested it out sewing on the video. And it's very good. And I really um, like this machine. Uh, It really gives other high-end machines 
a run for their money because this machine retails at pretty much almost half the price as the other big uh, expensive ones. So, um, yeah, and some of the features um, that this one has is a dual feed foot option, and they don't call it dual feed, they call it smart feed. And this is where um, there's the upper um, feed uh attachment or I, I didn't even, don't even remember how I think it um, pulls down just like the normal dual feeds do and so that along with the feed dogs on the bottom feeds two layers of fabrics through um, much more evenly than if you do not have the dual feed foot there's an also an adjustable foot um, hover slash pivot feature which is really nice especially if you quilt uh, or even if you're sewing something and you need to turn corners, um, that hover pivot is a really, that's a very nice kind of a luxurious um, feature to have. There is a 12 inch throat space, which is very nice also for quilting. So um, this machine has a lot of high end um, features to it and it also has the snap-in needle plate, which is, I've only seen it on one other brand of machine, and um, that is uh, um, the Bernina. So, and it's, it's very convenient because you just have to press on a corner of the plate and it pops up. You don't need to have a tool or a screwdriver to uh, take off the needle plate and they include the straight stitch plate with the machine that's also um, not a normal uh, feature when you purchase machines a lot of that stuff is um, separate additional purchases so that was nice that um, they had the straight stitch plate included and um <clears throat> So it overall looks like a very, very nice machine. And if you are in the market, if you've been doing research um, and you want to upgrade your sewing machine, probably might want to take a look at this video. I'll put the link in um, on my podcast page. So another new product that um, I've known that they were going to release this because I'm on their email list, but now it finally came out. And that is the EQ8 um, has a new release of the Dear Jane quilt digital version. So you have to have the EQ8 version. It will not work on EQ7 or below. And um, this has over, it's about 560 blocks of the Dear Jane quilt. And what I think is really brilliant about this is that you can do any of these blocks in any size and any technique, meaning you can um, print out templates for it, the pieces to be cut. Um, you can do it as foundation paper pieced blocks. You can cut out rotary cutting instructions. You can make a block, the blocks 12 inches large if you want, or the original four inches square. 
So there's a lot of flexibility and um, you can also look at the fabrics that you want to use um, when you want to make this quilt. Um, and so the other thing is they, um, through the end of April, have a special sale on this uh, at 35% off. So um, you might want to look at that because the Dear Jane quilt has been on many people's bucket list, quilting bucket list, including mine. I have the book. Uh, I just have not really taken the time to um, kind of just plan it out and pull it together. Uh, it's a pretty intricate quilt, and the original size of the blocks are small. Um, and so I think what's really nice about this digital version is that you don't have to make the quilt as it is original. So... You can you can kind of make sort of like a cliff notes version of this quilt and you can still say you made a Dear Jane quilt because you have made a quilt with the Dear Jane blocks. So I think that's really interesting and you can kind of make it your own. So um, I'll have that link as well on the podcast page. All right, so let's get into a topic of being creative. You know... Uh, as I am recording this from my bed, <laughs> I, um, you know, I've had some moments of you know, feeling sorry for myself and that, you know, I have not been able to take advantage of this stay at home with all of the sewing and projects that I probably would have been able to do um, and haven't. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just, I'm human. And of course, I had a couple of pity parties for myself. But then I told myself to snap out of it. Like Cher said to Nicolas Cage in Moonstruck, snap out of it, Stephanie, because it could be a lot worse. It really could. I'm fortunate that at least I can rest and uh, convalesce in my own bed. I do not have to be, you know, out in the hospital fighting for my life, knock on wood. Let's hope it doesn't <laughs> get to that point because, um, uh, the doctor did kind of scare me a little bit when she said I need to keep track of my temperature. And if I have a fever, I've got to call her ASAP. Uh, but anyway, I think, um, she thinks and I think that with the antibiotics, and um, the inhaler in a couple of weeks, I should be okay. So being creative, I'm still going to be creative, even if I'm relegated <laughs> to resting and staying in bed most of the day. Um, I'm just um, working on some handwork projects and um, knitting, crochet the hexes, that sort of thing. And so I um, tried... Uh, this boro stitching for mending, um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny because my husband, uh, he brought me a stack of his jeans and um, and that I was supposed to have, you know, mended probably months ago, um, but they kind of like started piling up and it's just mending is not one of those things that you just like are putting at the top of your priority list. 
or at least if you're me, you're not doing that. So here, this is the perfect time for me to do that. And um, I've never really mended um, too much by hand, and especially not in a decorative way. So um, I do have this book, Visible Mending, and um, I have it right here. It's by Jenny Wilding Carden, and it's a very good book. I, I've gone through it a few times. It has really nice inspirational photos, and um, uh, she puts in there everything you need to know to get started with um, this visible mending, and um, it really doesn't take that much. You, you really only need your hand needles, um, you definitely need something to be able to push the needle through, especially if you're working on thick fabrics like denim. And, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, um, with these jeans that I needed to mend, um, I, I have saved other jeans that, um, you know, you would more or less tend to discard or donate. And, um, I keep some of them on hand. Uh, for the express purpose of making patches and mending. So I was glad I had those and I was able to cut some pieces off from those and mend these jeans. I've got, I still have a couple more pairs to do, um, but it's kind of fun. And I did the borrow stitch mending um, for the first time and it really is not hard at all. Uh, anybody could really um, pick this up in no time. And uh, this is a funny thing, though. So uh, when my husband <clears throat> dumped his pile of jeans um, by me, uh, I showed him. I said, well, I do. I have been looking at this book, Visible Mending. And he's like, what? You've been holding out on me? You knew that, you know, he, he, he basically was saying, like, I was trying to hide the mending book because I didn't want to mend the jeans, which maybe there might be a little truth to that. <laughs> So he took the book and he was flipping through it and then uh, closed up the book and said, borrow. I want the borrow stitch. I want the borrow on my jeans. Hilarious. So, of course, I'm like, okay, borrow it is. So, um, yeah, I did the borrow stitch, which is basically like a running stitch. Um, but what's really cool and what makes it decorative is that you um, use thicker thread um, and you could use anything from embroidery floss, uh, pearl cotton, um, the, um, what else is there? Oh, the, the heavyweight threads, like the 12 weight, even a 28 weight thread. Um, so, and even if you don't have that, you can just um, double a thinner thread and that'll make it a lot more visible but it gives it it gives it texture and um, a really nice um, a look so this being my first mend I chose a, I, I did a three strand floss and in a blue color that pretty much just kind of faded in with into the jeans um, just to, <laughs> just to make sure in case my stitches were like wild and crazy, but it wasn't that bad at all. So the next pair of jeans, I got a little bit more bold and I did a contrast, uh, pearl 
cotton thread size five in that uh, dark gold color that matches the top stitching gold thread of the jeans and uh, turned out really good. I'm, it's just kind of fun. I'm having fun with it. So um, borrow stitching mending. Um, give that a try if you haven't done it before. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, another book that I read um, recently is, um, I don't remember the exact name of the book, but it's um, about the a trip around the world quilts. Um, so it's a book of, you know, some trip around the world patterns by Eleanor Burns. This book is not in print anymore. I got it from um, Half Price Books, I believe, either Half Price Books or ThriftBooks.com. I often go to those sources for books that are older, out of print, um, and a lot of times I can find them. <clears throat> and uh, I really like this book. I think it was published in 2006. So um, Eleanor Burns in this book um, tells stories um, and there's a quilt of trip around the world quilt for each story of um, a trip that she has gone somewhere in the world. So it's pretty nice. Um, and I have not made a trip around the world quilt yet. So that's one of the reasons why I got the book because I was interested in making one of those. Um, which it looks pretty interesting. Um, you can pretty much do that even like if you have like a, a jelly roll or um, those two and a half inch pre-cut strips of fabric. What's nice about the Trip Around the World quilts is that um, you play around with the order. You have a certain number of colors Let's say you have like um, six different fabrics and um, so you sew those strips together and then you put these together where you stagger them like by one or two and it creates this really cool pattern um, based on the placement of, of these strips. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it looks interesting. Um, I can't wait to try that. Um, okay. So, uh, I've also received some orders for fabric masks. And uh, it looks like um, that even beyond, you know, the stay-at-home um, orders, even when we start, you know, getting back out there, we're still going to be wearing fabric masks because until a vaccine is produced and available, then it's going to be out there. So um, I think that uh, people are, are wanting to be able to, you know, have that as, um, you know, additional protection. So um, there's a pattern I really like um, by the uh, by AQS. American Quilter Society, and um, I'll put the link uh, on the podcast page, but they have posted on their blog a free download, and um, I'm going to start making them with the um, pipe cleaners up by the nose so it's a more fitted um, type of mask. They have really nice step-out photographs and um, give you everything you need to um, 
have for required notions and um, they they mention you know different types of substitutions so you know if you don't have batik you know they recommend batik fabric because it's a stronger weave and thicker but you know quilting cotton will work just fine um, so uh, that style of mask and they also give the instruction for both the elastic or the fabric ties and um, I saw Krista Watson on her Facebook page reposted a chart and this is really interesting it's a chart of mask effectiveness based on materials used um, and the two layers of quilting cotton fabric masks was in the top three for effectiveness. So everyone, you should feel very good about making these fabric masks. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's worth it. You're making a difference. And um, it was, I felt really good when I saw this chart. Uh, so the quilting cotton was 70 to 79% effective. And it was just below. Now they had this vacuum bag mask above it. But, um, oh, you know what? It's not in the top three. It's in the top four. But I, I discount the vacuum one because um, vacuum bags are made out of fiberglass. And that's really harmful to your lungs. You can get long-term lung problems. Um, so I would not advise making masks out of vacuum bags at all. Uh, so the only two above that were the surgical medical masks and the N95 mask. So I think a 70 to 79% effectiveness is pretty good. Okay, so yeah, um, oh, you hear my little dog. He must be hearing every time he hears, it might be the male person coming up. Um, anyway, that's what you hear in the background. Okay, so what I have left to chat about is just um, basically what I've been watching, some recommendations. Um, across the board all the way up to YouTube. So if you're not interested in hearing about any of that, then you can fast forward or up to the end. But I think that's pretty much all I will have to talk about on this episode. All right. So um, I, uh, again, have been watching a ton of stuff and not that I'm watching it like just watching. I have it on while I'm doing this hand sewing and knitting. Um, so at least I'm still kind of like feeling productive and busy, but I do have the TV on as well <laughs> in the background because basically I've been isolated to my room and I have this vaporizer going on 24-7 because the humidity of that vapor mist is what really cuts down on the coughing. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right. I spent like a day or two just in like uh, BBC land or British 
movies and shows. I have said it many times, but I love the British period piece movies and the BBC series like Masterpiece. So Amazon Prime has a couple of these and they are old. This goes back to 2008. What the good thing is about that is that you don't even notice because they're period pieces. They're, they're set in the 1800s. So you don't even really notice too much the age of these shows. And the one I had not heard of before, it's called Little Dorrit. And it's based off of the novel by Charles Dickens. Uh, so it's really interesting to see actors back in the day that are now, um, you know, maybe they weren't as well known back then, but now you pretty much know who they are. And for instance, Claire Foy was um, the main character in this um, series. And now she has played the Queen of England in The Crown. So it's pretty interesting to see her um, back 12 years ago um, in this show. And also Matthew McFadden. I know him. He's in a ton of stuff. And I used to watch MI5. He was in there. And Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version with Kiera Knightley. He played uh, Mr. Darcy. So, yeah, pretty good. Um, a Sense and Sensibility from 2008. This is the first time I've seen that version. Um, it's based on Jane Austen's novel. And uh, I, I have only seen the 1995 version, and I kind of prefer that one over this 2008 version. Uh, so uh, the character Edward Ferrars um, was played by, in this 2008 version, um, Dan Stevens, who you probably know as Matthew in Downton Abbey. And then um, in the older version, the 1995 version, Hugh Grant played Edward Ferris. And um, yeah, uh, I think the Downton Abbey guy was the only one I really recognized as far as like a real like um, that I, I recognized like by name. <laughs> um, but the 95 version of this movie with Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, Hugh Grant, Alan Rickman, who played Professor Snape in Harry Potter. So that was a really like star-studded cast um, of that version of Sense and Sensibility. Um, another one is brand new, and this series is on epics. Um, it's called Belgravia, and this is based on a Julian Fellows novel, and if you're familiar, Julian Fellows is one of the creators of Downton Abbey. Um, so uh, it's different. This Belgravia just started, so there's only one episode out so far. And um, Belgravia is an affluent district of London in this series. So um, it's, uh, I, I don't know what to think completely yet. But there are some familiar faces that you uh, see these actors in 
um, a lot of these types of um, series and shows. So, of course, you know, what I always love about these type of shows is um, the costumes, the clothing that was worn back in the day and the furniture and, you know, um, seeing the interiors and, um, you know, every, all of those details I just love to, to look at. Um, so Belgravia is the name of that one. And, uh, I ended up while I was in my 1800s theme, I rewatched Emma from 1995. And that's the one with Gwyneth Paltrow, Tony Collette, Jeremy Northam, uh, and Ewan McGregor. So, um, that was a fun one to rewatch. Uh, then, okay, let's fast forward to like, you know, um, modern time. And I finished the series on epics called The War of the Worlds. Gabriel Byrne is in this one. And, um, I forgot her name, but she's also from Downton Abbey. She plays, um, the mother. Oh, boy. Oh. I can't remember her name, but she's also in the series. And, uh, it's, it's good that, I mean, there's some good acting in the series, but, um, I don't know. It's not my favorite. It's, it's, um, it has kind of like a Walking Dead style, which means that you never know what's going to happen to some key characters. And that's all I'm going to say about that one in case you want to watch it. So on Disney Plus, they released two um, movies, I guess you could say, or episodes. Um, one of them's called Elephant, and the other one is called Dolphin. And um, they're like nature um, documentary films. And the Elephant one is narrated by, um, well, she's now Duchess Meghan Markle. Um, and she did a really good job. And... The Dolphin is narrated by Natalie Portman, which, of course, she also did a great job. These are so good. I thoroughly enjoyed these two films and documentaries. Um, they they followed the stories. Like, for instance, the elephant one, they followed um, this elephant sort of, I guess, family, you could say. And um, through the their journey that they do every year. Um, to get from one side to the other, um, when the land dries up and they have to go and search for, for water. Um, but it's just so precious. It's really nice. And I think everyone would enjoy both of those, uh, documentaries. And what was also interesting was that each one of these documentaries were followed up with episodes of the making of them. So, the making of the elephant one was really fun. It was just pretty amazing to see this crew and, you know, how they had to um, go over this like crazy impossible terrain um, to c capture the videos without getting too close to the animals. Um, and also, you know, without getting eaten up by the lions out there, because there was a couple of times where they, Actually, you saw a lion coming up to their Jeep. <laughs> it was kind of scary. So um, those are really good. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this is crazy. I like have so much stuff on this list. Oh, 
So a couple more. Okay, Homeland is in the last season, so I'm keeping up with that. Um, it's just like, it's okay. I mean, this last season, you would think like the last season is like something like amazing. But to me, it's the same old, same old. It's like, you know, there's people that get kidnapped. There's politics, good guys, bad guys, and Carrie being crazy. So <laughs> that's what I think about the Homeland one. Um, and then, um, of course we're in season five of Outlander and, uh, this past episode, this past Sunday was really good. Um, and, uh, so if you're keeping up with that one, I, I I really like that show a lot. There was only one episode this season that I really didn't like. It freaked me out and gave me nightmares. And if you watch this, you know, which one I'm talking about, um, but again, this is such a good show for the costumes and um, just uh, them showing like the way of life in the late 1700s. Plus, it's a little, you know, like time travel-y um, with um, the characters being from the future. Um, all right. So I just have a few YouTube um, recommendations. And uh, one of my favorite channels, I've mentioned this before on other episodes, but my favorite YouTube channel is called The Last Homely House. And uh, the woman on this channel, her name is Kate. And she is in North England. She lives in this beautiful landscape of a magical place and she quilts, she sews, she knits, she does paper crafts, um, she gardens. Um, so just like me, like she loves to do it all. And she really is a good storyteller. Um, and uh, recently with um, the pandemic thing going on everywhere in the world, she has been doing a series of taking care videos and they're all really short because she does them almost every day. And uh, I think she's up to video number 21 or 22. And uh, they're just, some of them are only two minutes long and others are eight minutes long. And uh, I find them very um, just, they brighten my day and I, find myself looking forward to seeing her videos on that. And I have to tell you guys, I just recorded a podcast episode with her. Yes, she is going to be on my show. So later on in the season. Um, but yeah, that's, um, check out that channel. It's really good. And, uh, Another one, oh, this is not a new channel, but I like watching um, her, her shows and it's So Sweetness Social Sunday. And this past Sunday, they did a fun thing where they um, did 20 questions and Sarah answered the questions. And also, if um, you watched it live, um, they broadcast it live on Sunday evenings um, so then people who are on live would answer as well. And then um, Danny, her husband, would put up some of the answers that people would say. And some of them were really funny. Um, it was hilarious. So that was kind of a fun, um, a fun um, video of So Sweetness. 
Another channel that I've been watching for a um, few years now is Hot and Flashy. And the woman on this channel, her name is Angie. And um, the channel is about makeup and skincare for mm, women of a certain age. <laughs> Basically, I think she considers it a channel for women 50 plus, but I'm not there yet. I mean, I started watching this in my earlier 40s, and um, I would say that the information she has on this show is very good if you're younger for preventive aging, anti-aging. So um, there's there's really some good skincare um, uh, reviews that she does and processes. She's very well-versed on um, skincare ingredients and what they do. Uh, and, and then she's gotten more and more into uh, the makeup side of it over the years. So uh, this past episode was really good because she she had some dupes of, um, you know, most of these were like kind of like drugstore type products that were dupes for the more high end expensive ones. Um, and like one of them was that Revita Lash, which is about, oh, it's like $150. Um, and it's that little like tube that where you brush the serum onto your lashes and it's supposed to make your lashes grow, um, lush and long. And even, uh, she says she puts on her eyebrows and it makes, it helps them to grow in. Um, well, she had an, she had a dupe for that. And, um, I forgot what was, what the name of the dupe was, but, um, it was like less, I mean, it was, uh, the one, all right, the high end one retails for 150 and the dupe one that she had was 50. So that was a pretty good, I mean, if she says that it works, so, um, okay. And the very last one is if you are into gossip, there is, it's a, this is a podcast, but it's also filmed and done on um, YouTube. It's called Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. And she recently just had Megan King Edmonds, who is a former Real Housewives of Orange County cast member. And uh, she is talking about uh, pretty much uh, her divorce, her current divorce with um, her husband. And it is just like you can't even believe. <laughs> you, can't, you can't believe what is going on. So it's just a little bit of escapism and to watch. I mean, Juicy Scoop is the perfect name for it because it's like a juicy gossip. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's all I've got for this week. And I've got a lot of upcoming episodes with some fabulous guests. And I just told you one of those. Uh, so please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and rate and review on Apple iTunes. Uh, if you can, and just tell one person, a friend about the podcast, and it will keep growing. So thank you for listening. And take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And take time for create creative activities for your soul. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.